You're listening to the Harvest Time Podcast. We hope this message helps you know God in a real and powerful way. If you are in the Fort Smith area, we would love to see you in one of our services on Saturdays at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Enjoy the message. See you and our entire church, including me and my family, walk in a discipline that we're taught in a discipline to do something that will produce a newfound power. So for the next seven days, I'm calling our church to pray and fast. There's, there's, there's three things I'm going to ask our church to do, these three things, because these are the things that give us power. Number one, prayer. It's a spiritual discipline of our faith, and it's the thing that, that really it identifies us as Christians, Christians and as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing that we do more than, than it says that we are Christians than, than our prayer life. Because I know this, that if you actually bow your head and close your eyes and you pray and you speak to a God that you've never seen and you take the time to do that and you believe that he cares about you and that he hears you and he, he answers your prayers, now you are identifying as a Christian. I know people that they bow their head and they, they pray over a meal or they'll do this, but their prayer life is anemic and they wonder why they have no power. I'm asking our church over the next seven days to pray. It's the thing that identifies us as believers. Prayer is a spiritual discipline of a Christian, and it produces power in our life. So we should be in this position or posture of prayer several times a day. I can prove that to you. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give Thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What is the will of God for us is that we would rejoice always, is that we would pray without ceasing, and that in everything that we would give thanks, for the next seven days, we're going to pray without ceasing. For the next seven days, we're going to pray a little bit more. For the next seven days, we're going to believe that God is going to do something real in you and in me to see that, that us together... That, and corporately in this church and in this season and in this city and in this community, that our community is better because we're better. Because God's producing a powerful strength in you and in I. So we're going to pray for the next seven days. Number two, what we're going to do is we're going to study Scripture. If you show me a dusty Bible, I will show you a dirty Christian. If you show me a Bible that's falling apart, and I'll show you somebody that owns that Bible that their life is probably not falling apart. Had this Bible rebound uh, last year, and, uh, and I hope that I can wear this thing out again. Because I can tell you, the more I read this, I can't wait in the mornings to get my hand on this. The reason why is God's put a, a love in my heart for Scripture. And He's done this over, the amount, uh, over time. And it starts with just picking it up and just doing it. It's a discipline. And if you don't have a daily discipline of picking up God's word, your life may be falling apart. So we're going to pray. We're going to engage daily in God's word. We're going we're to study scripture like we've never studied before. And over the next seven days, we're going to do a fast. Lord have mercy. We're going to fast? You're, <laughs> Pastor, you've got to be crazy. You're calling us to give up food? I've got to have my food. Well, let's talk about that. Because if prayer is talking to God, fasting is how we hear God respond to us. 
If it's been a while since you've experienced his presence, if it's been a while since you've heard his voice and you know exactly what it is to do, well, it might be time to fast. If it's been a while since you've experienced his presence, I can promise you one thing, he hasn't moved. You have. Fasting brings us into alignment with God and his purposes and his plans so that we can hear and respond to his still, small voice. Following God is what we need to do this week. Now, fasting is learning how to deny ourselves. It takes great discipline to tell yourself no. Now, we're all good at telling everybody else no. But we're not very good at telling ourselves no. I want you to look at this scripture. Mark 9, 23. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must do what? Deny themselves. And take up their cross daily and follow me. See, when we say no to our yearnings and our desires, our faith will grow. We will have more power than we ever knew. The reason why we have a difficult time during temptation Anybody y'all been tempted lately? Oh, just me? Me and Josiah. We're the only, me and Josiah, we're the only ones God's tempted. Is there anybody here, you've experienced some temptation recently? Okay, now we've got some honest folk in the house. Well, the reason why it's hard to say no during times of temptation is because we never practice telling ourselves no to anything. That's why we need some more power in our life. A sign of maturity is when you can say no to yourself and not fall apart. Now, my grandson, Easton, if I took him to, he's, you know, he's a little over two. If I took him to Walmart and I put him in that basket and I roll him down that toy aisle, he wants this, he wants that. Pops, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And if I don't get him something, he falls apart in the basket. You know why? It's because he's a baby. It's because he's a baby. You can't tell him no. And Pops don't tell him no very often. That's just the reality of it, because that's my job. But the sign of spiritual maturity is that we can say no and not fall apart. So when we look at that, that scripture in Mark chapter 9 that we must deny ourselves, Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, you have to learn how to deny yourself. You have to take up your cross and follow me. Following God demands that we practice self-denial. So whatever, it gives, whatever you give up, there must be a sacrifice associated with it. Now you say, well, I don't, you know, I don't particularly like cauliflower, so I'm going to give up cauliflower. Well, there's no sacrifice in that. You can't give something that's not a sacrifice. In fact, Scripture tells us that. I believe it's in 1 Samuel 24 or 2 Samuel 24. I don't know if some Bible reader might know that. You look that up. You can't give something that somebody else gave to you. You can't give something that doesn't belong to you. Or in this context, fasting, you can't give up something that you don't yearn for. You can't give up something that you don't desire. So practicing uh, 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 fast is practicing self-denial. So saying no by itself is only half the discipline. And this is the part I need everybody to wake up for. If you've been half asleep and you've only heard what I've said up to this point a little bit, I need you to hear this part more. Because I want you to know that there, you have a spirit man and you have a flesh man. And if you only give something up and you don't replenish your, your spirit person, your spirit man, with the things of God, you're only going to become mean and ugly and hangry. Fasting works when you replenish your spirit. 
So when you get hungry, what do we do? You pray. When you get hungry, what do you do? You read God's word. When you get hungry, what do you do? You meditate upon his word. You pull out the reading plan that you have. You, you get God's word and you dig into it when you get hungry. You so say, what am I going to do on my lunch hour when I normally go eat? You're going to go sit in your car. You're going to put some worship music on. You're going to pray a little bit. You might drive over here for 15 minutes and, and pray with us. But, but whatever you do, please read God's word. Pray while you fast. Because if not, it's just going to get ugly. Now, I've got a, this is, this is a big deal right here. So I need you to pay attention. This, this is a spiritual truth. This is the truth bomb that if you've got your Twitter out right now, you might want to tweet this out. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter does not replenish your spirit. Thank you, Sue. I know you didn't know that, but can I tell you that your device and social media controls you? I got people looking at me doing, mm-hmm. You know why you're doing this? Mm-hmm. Because it's true. You know why I can say this with all authority? Because somewhat it controls me. And I'm being just genuine enough and just transparent enough standing behind this pulpit to tell you that it controls me too, and I'm tired of it, and I want to break free from this. Anything that you've that, 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 that you got to have more than God's Word, anything that you would place on a higher pedestal than you would God's Word or, or time in his, in his presence with prayer, it's an idol. This is not great preaching. This isn't popular preaching. This is truth. And I want to tell you, over the next seven days, we're going to see God do something great together. Instagram does not build your spirit. I wrote that down. <laughs> if you spend more time on social media than reading God's word, the enemy has deceived you. If you can't wait for the morning and you open up and you have to see who, who, who liked what and what everybody had for dinner last night, then, and, and you can't pick up God's word first, something's wrong. That device, it controls even your emotions. By what you look at and what you can't wait to see, you, oh, look at that meal. i got to make that tonight. Or you went and you looked at something on the Internet and you was considering buying it. First thing you're going to see, ads. And I don't know about you, but Facebook, Instagram, they're all really good at popping one of those ads on there. You go, how'd they know that? All I know is Amazon's open next and boom, it's at your door in two days because you're Amazon Prime. See, the enemy's deceived us because social media controls us. We think that we have to put every thought out there. And young people, let me tell you something. You don't have to do that. Don't put stuff out there that 20 years later is going to hurt you getting a job. That's just good advice from an older dude. Now, I want to tell you why fasting works. I want to tell you why and how the powerful uh, things that we're going to see and why we're called to fast. This is how to make your fast powerful. Romans chapter 7. Let's look at it together. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me. Nothing good in me. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what's good, but I can't carry it out. I want to do what's good, but I can't do it. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I don't want to do. This I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is the sin living in me that does it. We have a spirit man and a flesh man. Verse 21, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, 
Evil is right there with me. Standing next to me. Evil's right there. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me. Waging war. Waging war against the law of my mind. Last week, we talked about how to be transformed and how to renew our mind. There's a battlefield. There's a war raging in your mind. And this, this war raging against the, the, the law of my mind and makes me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. <laughs> Is there anybody wretched man in here? <laughs> what a wretched man I am that I can't do what I know I should be doing. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Christ Jesus our Lord. So then, I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. There's a battle going on inside you between your spirit man and your natural man, your flesh man. The battlefield is in your this battle that rages, God speaks through His Spirit. Discernment, His will, which way should I go? Who should I engage with? What is it I should be doing? He does this through your spirit, man. He shows you conviction and discernment. The other side is our flesh. And this war that's, waging, uh, that's raging and waging in our minds, this, this is our flesh, it's ungodly, and nothing good come out, can come out of it. This is what Romans 7 just told us. But I know this, your spirit has to get stronger than your flesh. This is a kind of an old school kind of teaching, and I want to bring it to you right now. I'm going to step right up here to the edge because I want you to look at me, and I want you to hear what I'm trying to say. I've got one question for you. Who wins, flesh or spirit? Who wins? Well... Maybe. I can tell you who wins. Whoever you feed more. I can tell you who wins, whoever's stronger. Now, there's some people in the room today that you're very disciplined at going to the gym. You're super disciplined about that. You never miss it. And my hat's off to you because you can look at me and say, you don't go to gym. This is something that we need to learn. That same discipline that it takes to go to the gym, to build that, that, the body, to build this temple that he's given to us, you should do that. And I need to do it more. I can tell you right now, there's some of you, I can shake your hand, and your paw is so strong. When I shake your hand, I know you've been there. We need that same kind of discipline in our spiritual journey. You have a flesh, and you have a spirit. And whichever one that you feed more, whichever one that gets exercised, whichever one is stronger is the one that's going to win. And we can tell you right now that we know from his word that there's a war raging in your mind. And there's a battlefield there. Prayer, fasting, and scripture, that's what builds your spirit, man. So if you just lay down eating... You're going to be ugly. You're going to complain. You're going, you're, you're going to be hateful. You're going to be all these things if you don't build up and replenish your spirit, man. Because in this, you have to not only practice self-denial and saying no to yourself, but you also have to build the one that is weak, the spirit man that lives and dwells inside each one of us. Which time, this week, we're going to build our spirit, man. I, I, it's going to be a great time this week. Now, fasting without prayer and scripture, it just makes you hangry, and it makes you miserable. So, I've got a great scripture that all of us, we love to say. It's on Pinterest, all over Pinterest, y'all. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Anybody y'all like that one? That's your go-to? All right? There's a lot of of little laughing because y'all all know what I'm talking about. We like to say that. But did you ever look at that in context? It's in Philippians 4. Can we look at that? Let's look at it in context. I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry. Whether living in plenty or living in want, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Did you know that that verse that you love to quote is talking about whatever your state, no matter where you are, if you're hungry or if you have plenty. And the reality is this, that there's, there's not really a lot of hungry hungry people around us these days because we have access to food. I've been in places of the world where there's truly some hungry people because they don't have access to food. Even during this fast, you're going to be tempted because there's going to be food all around you. I'm believing that this week that God is going to do something fresh inside each one of us. Because you see this scripture that says, I can do this all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's meant for this. It's meant for fasting. Whatever God calls me to do, I'm able to do it. Why? Because God strengthens me. It's the power of Him in me. How are we going to do this? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do everything except for fast. Pastor, don't please don't call us to fast. Ah, oh, that's the worst. No, this is what you need. You're not just going to hear the things you love to hear from this pulpit and from this platform. You're going to hear the things you need to hear. Through Christ, I can forgive. Through Christ, I can love my neighbor. Through Christ, I can fast. Through Christ, I can do almost anything. Because part of being that disciple is to learn how to tell yourself how to be hungry. We're not all the same. God's given us uh, young people and old people. There's some folks who've walked with the Lord for many, many years. You're a green beret. You fasted many times, and, and you know how to do it. And so what I'm going to do is I recognize that, but there's some folks that you, you, you're a new beginning your journey with the Lord. So part of what we're going to do in this fast is it's not up to me to tell you what it is that you're to do. Part of what I want us to know is how do we hear from God ourselves? God didn't tell me how we're supposed to do it. He just said, do it. He just said, call a fast. And, and just so you would know, if, you're, if you want to just look at Matthew chapter 6, Jesus' three pillars was giving, uh, was praying and fasting. But he said, don't make a spectacle of it, make sure nobody knows, and, and all this kind of stuff. This is not what he was talking about. This is a corporate fast. This is where we're all coming together, and there's some accountability with that, with our brothers and with our sisters, with our family. And there's plenty of scriptures that I can show you that whole nations were called to a time of fasting. So let's not just pull one out. Let's look at this. This is a corporate. You know, so I, you know, I don't want to do this because everybody's fasting. Everybody knows I'm fasting, so I'm going to cop out. No, that's not what was being said. This is different. This is a corporate fast. So here's some options for you because I want God to speak to you as how you're going to participate with us. Option number one for the Green Berets, no food, water only, seven days. Some of you, you've done that many times. You say, I've done this 21 days. Well, praise the Lord for you been a while you might want to check with your doctor if it's been a while if you've got some medicine that you need to take food with you need to work it out with your physician because it's not God's will that you would die on this fast I don't want to be doing a funeral in seven days praise the Lord option number two would be a Daniel fast 
Lord have mercy, holy cow. Well, not holy cow because you can't have meat on the Daniel fast. <laughs> the Daniel fast for our purposes, and I've looked it up, there's a thousands of variations of this, and I just, my head was spinning when I got done with it. Can we just do it like this? No fried food, no meat, and no dairy. No fried food, no meat, no dairy. Water all day. Water all the time, okay? So that would be the Daniel fast. That's option number two. Option number three, this would be awesome to do in conjunction with the Daniel fast. This would be taking it up just a little bit, another notch from option two. But no food from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay, some of you can do that. Say, well, I I think I can not have breakfast, not have lunch. Well, what am I going to do in my lunch hour, Pastor? You're going to go out to your car. You're going to turn on some worship music. And you're going to pray. And you're going to read God's word. You can do it. You're not going to die. Option number three, I would love it if it would be in conjunction with the Daniel fast and no sweets, no caffeine, no alcohol. Now that'd be, that'd be pretty good. Be pretty good for you. Option number four, Lord God, help us all. Option number four is a social media, a media fast. It's a media blackout. TV, movies, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube. Where are all the other versions? You know what they are, etc. My wife and I, you know what we're going to do? We're not going to watch movies. We're not going to watch all this stuff that we would normally watch and she's got her tablet out and I'm watching sports or whatever. We're not going to do that. You know what we're going to do? We're going to read God's Word. I'm going to ask her, I'm going to say, what God's speaking to you today? We've got some things that we're going to ask the Lord for. We've got some priorities in our life that we're going to believe God for, for us and for our family. We're believing for a few things, and I'm believing for a few things for you as well. And while we are not going to be looking at television, media, and all of this other kind of nonsense, that really, it dominates our time, if we'll be honest. You're going to have some extra time on your hand to see what God says in His Word. For the first time in a long time, you're going to open up that dusty Bible and you are going to hear what God has to say and I'm believing that he's going to speak to you the other thing that I know is this there's some things that can only be broken through prayer and fasting and there's some strongholds in this place that's going to be broken this week there's some people that you've been struggling for maybe 10 20 30 years that one thing that you're thinking of right now if I could break that one thing that's keeping me from being a real follower of Christ from being closer to him and having power in my life this is the week that God can break that that stronghold in your life that you're thinking of right now and you say man if that's it I'm all in pastor because I got to get broke free of this I'm believing it's going to happen for Now, when you came in today, there was a card in your seat, and now I want you to pick it up. I want you to find a pen, pencil around you, and I want you to write your your name on that. Write it loud and proud. Tell me what you're going to do with this. You can see all of these up here. This is from Saturday night, first service. But I'm believing many of you are going to follow after these, and you're going to follow the Lord in this week. This is a time for a corporate fast, y'all. This is a time that we're going to lean into what God has for us. And this is going to be a time where God's going to speak and you're going to have more power at the end of this week than you've ever known, than you've ever experienced in your entire life. If this is your first time to fast, God bless you. Thanks for saying I'm going to do it. You say, I'm going to give this a shot, Pastor. I'm going to give it one day. Eh. Now, don't go into it like that. Pick an option that's going to work for you. You can do this. It's not going to kill you. Practice saying no to yourself. 
Now, all across this house, I want you to stand up. All across this house, I want you to have that piece of paper in your hand. Get your name wrote on it, and I want you to bring it up here. I want you to place it on this altar, and you're saying, Pastor Darren, I'm going to join you. I'm going to join all these folks this week, and we're going to pray and fast. We're believing that God's going to do something mighty in this, in this house, in our community, and but most of all, individually. Just place them right down here on the altar. Because you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray for you. In our three times of prayer, every day, morning, 12, 15, 5, 30, we're going to come into this house and we're going to lay hands on these pieces of paper. Well, I'm going to be praying for you. This team, this staff, we're going to be laying our hands on these pieces of paper. There's nothing magic in that. It's just an act of obedience that we're going to do. If you don't mind, just stay right down here because I'm going to pray for you. You brought your paper down here and you said, don't go anywhere yet. Y'all just come on down. Come on down. That's all right. It's family. I'm, I'm about to pray for you. Just don't go anywhere. Just stay right here. If you can't get to the altar, hand it to somebody and they'll put it up here. Okay? Plenty of room right here in the middle, right by Casey. Yep. Plenty of room right here. Y'all come on forward. Just stay right here with me. Stay with me, family. I'm going to pray for you. These are the things that we're going to pray for this week. Unity of this church. Personal strongholds. Church leadership. Next generation, our kids, our youth. A passion for prayer and God's word. And we're going to pray for our community. We're going to pray that some of these strongholds in our community will be broken. Because the only way these strongholds in our community is going to be broken is if we can break free of the strongholds in our life. The only way we're going to see a difference in this community and see racism and bigotry killed and crushed is if God's people would rise up and be free of that in their own life. And I'm believing that God's about to do something even fresh in our community. I'm calling it out. I'm saying it and I'm proclaiming it and declaring it. This is how we're going to see our city changed is when we're changed. So what you'll do is when you come here three times, one time a day, whatever you choose to do, it's fine. We realize that not everybody can be here in the mornings. For some of you, uh, you've told me that the mornings is the worst for you. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to open it up in, at 12.15. Maybe lunchtime will work for you. You say, well, I can't do morning or lunch, but I think I can do that 5.30 time. I'll be there for that. You say, I can only be here 15 minutes. That's fine. Just come and pray for us because there's something powerful about being accountable with God's people when we're all in this thing together. Ed Huey, I'm believing that God's going to open up some doors for you this week. I believe in that. I believe that God's going to do some great and mighty things in this house and in you and in me. So what we're going to do is when we come into this place, there'll be a staff person here and they will go through a prayer agenda, just like I said, on these six points. And what we'll do is we'll come up here, we'll quote one scripture, we'll say one brief prayer, and if you're a prayer walker and you like to walk, man, feel free. This is a big spot. You can walk. If you want to just come in and you want to kneel and bow before the Lord, we'll say a quick prayer and then it's going to be up to you five, six, seven minutes in that one prayer point. And then the staff person will come back up here. They'll lead you in the next prayer point. We're all going to pray together. We're going to pray the same things together because there's a power in that when we unify ourselves. Can I pray for you? Father God, thank you, Lord, for this family. This family of God, Lord, thank you, God, that you have placed all of these, my friends, Lord, in this house together, Lord, we're planted by streams of living water. We're planted here, God, as a family. We need one another. Lord, we need accountability. And we need, Father, to you to unify us. And Lord, you give us strength and power to do what you called us to do this week. We thank you, Father, that you're going to allow us and you're going to help us to do what we have committed to do in laying on this altar. And I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening today. You can learn more about our church at harvesttime.net or by following us on Instagram. 
to stay up to date with more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. We'll see you next time.